0: Yeah, because you, you you shared a few TikToks around, and so you obviously use it sort of on a personal basis, um, and you check things out and stuff like that. Um, it seems I, to be that's your behavior, same as mine, to be honest. I, so I don't
1: go on it. I I, ne- I never go on it and look for things that I want to watch. I never browse it. I <clears throat> regularly I'm searching for stuff on Google, and it takes me to TikTok, or my wife shares things with me that are on TikTok.
0: Yeah, and uh, that bring your wife brings you into it, basically. Yeah. I, I That's don't.
1: Interesting. I, I. I. mean, I've got an account. I've never obviously posted anything. Mm. I, don't, I don't follow anybody. Uh, but yeah, I, I. I. enjoy it. I don't browse for things. I.
0: I you can't browse. You can't browse browse for things, uh, as far as I'm aware. It's, it, actually, you can search it. I think Gen Z is starting to search it for how to videos so, yeah. and stuff like this. But yeah, generally speaking, it's like it's just infinite scroll and just flick through it. So anyway, we'll, we'll be talking about this all day today because. It is episode 188 uh, at Breakthrough Live on Air, uh, bringing it to you every Friday, no fail. And it's never going to fail. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, We're going to keep on trucking with this uh, fantastic conversation series. Um, As ever, folks, we want to just check on a few things, make sure uh, sort of audio and visual is okay. My audio sounds weird, so I'm not sure whether that is actually the case. But if you can hear me okay on Crowdcast, do let me know. Just put the... um, uh, 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 let me know in the comments below there whether it might, you can hear and see both Adam and I on screen. Um, and we did screw up. I'm afraid to say I screwed up um, last week on Brain, on the LinkedIn Live. Uh, it went out on my personal sort of uh, page and not on the event. So a lot of people signed up for the event and didn't actually see it. So apologies if that was you. Um, but if you can watch this on LinkedIn, let me know whether... Yeah, I'm live, and you're. The event is (laughs) fired. There's a 500 people signed up on the events page, so I hope people can see it on the events page. Um, Okay, people seem to be seeing it. Okay, and that's fine. I think we're all blasting it off on uh, uh, sort of Twitter and and Facebook as well, but not on TikTok um, because it doesn't allow us to do that. I think it's too smart to uh, allow this multicasting behavior. Anyway. Um, let us first of all thank our sponsors today. We cannot run this show without the support of these awesome companies. Every week they step up and say, you know what, we want a part of this. Um, we want to get that, get involved in speaking to the Bring Food community. Uh, so today I'm delighted to, uh, to say our sponsors are Adway, adway.ai. If you haven't checked out Adway, you really should. They are a social media recruitment advertising, uh, software product, they're amazing kind of algorithm, programmatic advertising and social media, that's probably the best way to describe what they do. Um, so if you're trying to kind of address a particular audience, and you want to get away from just posting stuff on LinkedIn, or a standard job board, you want to address audiences that may be on TikTok, Instagram, or what have you, um, then uh, Adway are the product that's going to help you put it in front of the right people. Uh, no need for you to figure out exactly you know where to place it how to begin to build an account etc cetera, etc cetera. they understand how to deliver that advert to the right audience so i think super interesting product coming out of sweden where we're seeing a lot of interesting recruiting tech. so And we've got Sarah, who's part of uh, Adway. She's coming on and and, and talking about how to do it on TikTok later. So that's going to be a great one to join. So adway.ai, uh, do check it out. Okay, uh, we have Adam on the show again. Good to see you, mate. Um, how are things? Hope you're well. Yeah, all's good. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. As always, man, you're the default. You know, when we run out of options, we can't find upgrades. It's Adam Gordon, you know, that's how it is. <laughs> I'm the backstop. Totally, mate. Totally, the the, the barrel that's been script. Um... The, the weekly super sub. <laughs> that, That's it. It's like oh, desperately like... trying to upgrade, but you haven't been upgraded for a while, so that's all right. Um, but anyway, um, did you read the newsletter last week, mate? And if so, give us a couple of things that were in- interesting about it. Yeah. Um,
1: okay, I did read the newsletter, and I the first thing I want to talk about is. Um, well, I want to ask you what's news about it. So, Baidu, um have announced that the number of virtual, effectively virtual assistant projects going through its platform has doubled since the middle. I think roughly the middle of the pandemic, twenty twenty one, and you can you can have like a virtual person for fourteen thousand dollars a year. About, but I guess that's about thirteen thousand euros, about eleven thousand pounds, something like that a year. Um, who will basically do everything you want? It's uh, not a named individual necessarily, and I wonder why. I don't. I, I don't just wonder why it's in the newsletter. I wonder why it's on, on the like big news because this kind of geo arbitrage is is normal, but it's something that I don't think companies take, and, and especially small companies like individuals take enough advantage of. But I actually know that you have done um, some of this uh, outsourcing stuff.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, it's not outsourcing, but it's it's digital virtual outsourcing. So we use the term virtual a little bit like loosely to describe what this is. But what people are actually paying for when they go into this service isn't just a person that is doing the job. It's a person in a haptic suit um, who then becomes a, a digital avatar on screen for you you get me
1: yeah I hadn't I hadn't quite I hadn't quite grasped that bit
0: so imagine okay. I I want a digital avatar that it looks yeah. like it looks like a cartoon effectively like a, a cartoon um but it but it needs to have a human being in a suit making the motions doing the and doing the live action interactions and stuff like that as a customer service rep um as someone who's like doing a broadcast or let's say it's a suit there's a social media person for you etc they will do that but they will actually be you won't see the real human face but you'll yeah. see a, an avatar you design you can say i want someone with a beard i want him to be this that and the other. he's going to sound like this you can do voice modulation but there needs to be a human being actually operating the guy at the back end um and doing the fi- the, the, the the visual motion and stuff like this so you wanna check out a, a girl called Kodamiko. I think it's Kodamiko or something, um, but she, she she's doing this on her own. She's a software developer, lost a job in COVID first first sort of uh, wave. Um, and she basically bought a haptic suit for 30 grand and started Twitch streaming as the avatar. Um, so in other words, you don't see her like the biological human being on, on your screen, you will see this cartoon character behaving as if they're a human being. And she's got a massive following now, uh, like a mega, mega superstar on Twitch. She's obviously made tons of money doing it, uh, but she spotted that opportunity as an individual. Uh, so what Baidu are doing is simply saying, hey, this is a service. Uh, any any company come on and buy this service and get your individuated digital avatar. Um, but in the end, it's still a human being, you know, doing those actions and, and saying those words. It's um, it, it's definitely an innovation. And I think it's going to take off.
1: Uh okay I wonder how far it's going to take off because I I heard, had heard a really great interview um with uh, her name's got out of my head but she was on the the Chan cheese podcast a couple of weeks ago or about a week ago and her company is based in in New York City and it you go into the studio you talk to camera it gets a couple of like screen grabs of like your 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 image your facial rec- your facial you know um expressions your voice and with that 20 minutes worth of work it can effectively create a customer service avatar sales avatar customer success avatar whatever it is which 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 is not based on any human
0: in a haptic suit a a digital twin I think that, that type of technology is called um and i definitely want to explore it although i think we're not quite there yet in terms of you know how well it executes i've had these different types of feedback on it but it is definitely a part of the same category of product where you're saying you you get basically creating a digital human being to do the work and it either is a human being in, in a suit or it is a program an entirely programmed uh sort of solution that allows you to basically scale out who it is you are so we're going to get to a point where it can kind of track your personality how you would typically respond in circumstance a b c or d um and you could program it to do that um so or you could at least give it the sort of training parameters to learn how to do that and if if you can do it that way then it might just like you can leave it on its own to, to develop uh, you'd have to you have to coach it. you have to train uh, the digital uh, program yeah uh in yeah. order to develop it it's, it's crazy how that will work but we're not too far away from all of this you know um the companies are using it now so it's in production it's obviously a bit ugly and it's a bit you know not quite there um but usually when you look at how technology gets adopted you get radical experimentation for 12 18 months that no one no one's really paying true attention to it then you get a breakthrough through UX that just changes the experience and boom suddenly everyone's on it so um yeah very exciting sort of situation what that means for recruiting who, who the heck knows you know crazy uh have you seen that monster dancing competition I have not you're cooler than I am so I haven't yeah. I'm afraid to say
1: all right okay it's just it, I think that's a haptic suit as well
0: yeah probably I, I, think, that, I
1: think that's what it is Ashley Banjo is a judge on it it's in America
0: at some point, the suit is still maybe cheaper to do. That's the point for a big company. For a company that isn't prepared to invest, like in 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 the pro- proper tech, it's like I, it might still be cheap to hire someone. Suit? It's not that. scalable. That's not so, scalable. If for a company, is, is. You're providing the outsource service. It's weird as well. If I'm if I'm paying 14k, I'm not wearing a suit, right? I'm just paying 14k for this person to do this digital work. For, to wear the uh, suit? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's dumb. Yeah. Look, uh, it's it, all I can say about that is it's good to have options, right? It's good <laughs> yes, to, you know whoever it you might, are.
0: It might still be cheaper to, to hire someone, so let's let's face that fact as well. So, um, anyway, yeah. give us a couple more, mate. Okay, um, so the ongoing,
1: the ongoing, I don't know what to call it—a love affair or what? I'm not sure what to call it, but the ongoing um, interaction between Arina Shamaeva and the the LinkedIn engineering team and i mean this is like um lift like opening the curtain you know and a lot of the assumptions that we'd made and a lot of the things that we thought for a long time around different elements of how you source on linkedin and we thought we'd proven them well actually i mean we all know that the linkedin algorithm is ongoing changing right and there's it gets tweaked and all of a sudden something used to work it no longer works but I have to say, uh, this is the most reveal that I've ever seen LinkedIn do. And it's really tremendous. What a what a, um, what a a win for Irina to uh, have got this opportunity.
0: Yeah. And by the way, folks, if you don't know what this story is all about, basically, Irina Shemaiva, who I think some of you know, particularly if you're in the sourcing world, you should certainly know her if, if you follow Brain Food because I kind of promote her stuff all the time. Um, but uh, she's basically got into dialogue not only with LinkedIn engineering team, but also with Google's engineering team. Um, and Because her sort of understanding as to how search engines work and how they don't work is now being read, her blogs on this are now being read by the product teams at LinkedIn and Google. And they're saying, wow, this person actually does know it from the user perspective. And she started this like back channel dialogue where we're discovering things on these two uh, two technologies that recruiters absolutely depend on, LinkedIn and Google in some way. And we're discovering actually a lot of the search things that we assume were true and not true um, because the instructions that uh, LinkedIn or whatnot have given are out of date. Obviously, things change all the time in engineering. It takes time to percolate that into uh, the, the customer support stuff. And sometimes that stuff is still out there, so you can never pull it back. Um, And secondly, it educates us as to where the direction of search is going. Um, And the bottom line is, as I've described it in, in, I think my description, I think is pretty fair, which is uh, search is kind of weird because it's stuck between two paradigms. It's stuck between the old school Boolean uh, 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 basic uh, sort of the Boolean uh, nature of search, which is you need to know the operators and precisely give instructions to the search engine to deliver you the results. And semantic search, which is trying to understand your natural language, like, what are you actually trying to do, even if you're incompetently in putting instructions in, and because those two platforms are stuck in between the two, skilled sources are getting odd results that don't make sense, because they're thinking, oh, it made sense in this paradigm, not making sense in that um so it's a fascinating place where we're at if you're having weird experiences with linkedin and google then definitely follow Irina shemiver on this um and someone share Irene's link linked into the, the the chat stream by the way on uh linkedin um she's actually got a new newsletter out there it might be worth p- paying attention to as well uh but that's education and long may that conversation continue i'm kind of conscious maybe I shouldn't overly promote it because you know you want that back channel to keep going but you know if you can keep it between us recruiters I think it should be okay uh you know keep looking at that and it'll help your search your, your recruitment team figure out how to get best out of search when you've got that sort of information coming through okay one more man before we get into it
1: oh I've got to uh I'll choose um right so like back in um Neanderthal days we um had to go out and hunt for food and we had to build like fires and you know catch food and cook it and like defend ourselves in the wild Uh, and then we were able to build houses and do other things and then you know it became really important to be able to fix your plumbing and you know do stuff like that and gen z does not want to do anything like that so right. they are rejecting trades work so if you need an electrician or a plumber or a joiner in 15 years time good luck because people don't want to do it now yeah i i would say that's like you know as a as a species we're getting kind of softer i would also say i'm going to sound like an old man here but like i think a lot of people think that they're going to be able to make a living being a TikToker, when of course, a very small number of people are actually going to end up making a great living being a TikToker. And I feel like the university uh, system set up by, I've got to be honest, the Labour government, where everybody wants to uh, go to university and study sociology or theology or something like Hung did or I did, um, is maybe not the best thing to do. And actually, it would be better if we glamorized proper jobs that are gonna, you know, um, actually help people pay the bills. We, so we, def-
0: we definitely need to glamorize it. And, and what Adam's talking about here, by the way, is the failure, our failure to hire and develop the next generation of tradespeople. So, in other words, the plumbers, the carpenters, the roofers. Like anybody who's actually tried to do something or get someone out to help them with their house or whatever it is you know how difficult that is um and the reason why is because the people doing the job like that's the generation doing it there's not that flow of talent going into the work uh we've cut basically the uh, uh the pipeline you, know, you want to talk about pipelines it used to be apprenticeships you mean 16 year old eight you know 17 years old or whatever you'd go and you know do a, do an apprenticeship with, with with somebody. Um, now obviously everyone's piped into higher ed, Uh, You know, once you're in higher ed, if you're still studying 16, uh, 16, 17, you're still not education, there's almost like a shift in your mindset, you go on to university, it's quite easy to do, then you're 2018 to 21, 22 before you emerge. And then at that time, you're thinking, oh, I should do something with my degree. And you're no longer thinking about these types of essential, essential jobs. So there's a massive shortfall, and then not getting replaced. Um, So yeah, we have a serious problem. Um, And how does this kind of how do we fix it? I think it's such a long-term thing to fix. Uh, you know, you need to rebrand these jobs as being positive to do, um, and uh, you know that's going to take time. Um, how do have I mean, got to? Yeah. How do you think it? How do you think it
1: compares to the the same type of crisis we've got in healthcare?
0: I think very similarly. It's a different. It's a different. Interesting enough, healthcare actually. There's a there's a clear gender divide. We have we have a kind of recruitment crisis in both of those non-academic fields, uh, both non-white-collar job job types, um, and and one is predominantly done by men, one is predominantly done by women, uh, and we've basically cut the umbilical cord on both sides, and it's like everyone become a graduate and turn into a lawyer or an accountant or or whatever, um, an email job effectively, uh, which people have responded to and are doing. Uh, but then all of this essential work, which unfortunately has low status, low pay, typically hard hours, um, physically difficult so that, you know, we're sitting on our asses here, you know, talking into a computer. That's easy, easy work compared to being a nurse that has to move people about, you know, and, you know, a deal with customers that are irate and uncomfortable or you're a, you're a, you're a, you know plumber. You have to get under people's bathrooms and stuff. Tough, tough work. But um, finally. Ironically, however, it's the what you just described as the email
1: jobs are the ones that are actually going to get made extinct, Correct. much more so than the plumbers and the nurses. Absolutely. Um, there was a guy I read the other day uh, who does like gatherings. He's a startup founder in London. Uh, he was one of the founders of Super Awesome. And he now runs another ed an EdTech business. And he did a gathering with some other startup founders, scale up founders uh to say like what do you reckon about chat gpt and they were all saying they're putting hiring plans on hold because they think they're going to be able to do more with less as a result of its invention and three of the group actually said that they expect to be able to do twice as much with half as many people in 2024 so they are considerably phasing down the number of you know hires they're making this is this is tech companies Yeah. Um, And that's just one invention. So, you know, healthcare jobs and trades are jobs we definitely do need to uh, glamorize.
0: Yeah. And and not only this, but the reason why they're very resilient against um, automation and AI is because essentially they require... Uh, very individuated solutions. Like a ha- every house is different, just like every human body is different. So you can't have a, a completely standardized solution for something um, because someone's done it in a different way. Plus the prior attempts to fix or repair both the house and a the body then Im- influences what the next solution might be. Um, so if I go and I'm a plumber and I investigate a house and actually some other plumber pre- prior to me has done it this way, my solution then changes. Um, and And to that degree, uh, same with nursing by the way or in medical profession someone's done a surgery this way or this convenience this type of repair different solution might be required not off the shelf uh which means that human beings might still be the cheapest and best solution for that so yeah, yeah we need to in- encourage more nurses and uh, and interest people we need to do brave food in it if that's possible we've got to figure it out anyway uh, by the way, ChatGBT, that is the show for next week. Uh, so if you are interested in that, make sure you follow the channel now or you kind of uh, register on the show. There's about 500 people already registered on that. It's like going to break all records. So make sure you register. I'm going to have to upgrade the uh, the tier. Cost myself more money uh, in order to, to get the show on. Uh, so make sure that happens. Okay, let's get Crowdcast, the show on the road. Crowdcast will be throttling the same way that OpenAI is throttling with yeah, it, the amount of users that are coming up. Stop me from doing it. All right, let's get the, our crowd on. Uh, Adam, you and I are both lurkers. The best we know about TikTok is we see a few dancing videos and, you know, nice things that, that this, that, and the other. We know absolutely nothing about how to recruit on it. We know absolutely nothing about how to behave as a recruiter on it. So let's bring some guests on and we'll talk it through.
1: Okay, I, I, just as you're bringing them on, I, I do have a couple more comments. Um, one, one is, I think that the algorithm on TikTok is phenomenal. The personalization on there yeah, it's is better better than anything I've I've seen. And I'm not on every channel, but it's certainly better than any channel that I've ever seen. Um, I mean, I, it does, when on the rare occasions that I am on there because somebody sent me something, I go on and look at it. The next thing that comes up is something that's absolutely relevant to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got incredible, um, I am, I'm incredibly impressed with the amount of creativity that's on there yeah. and I am a massive fan
0: of TikTok. Yeah. I, I'm the same way. When I first logged on, I was like, what the heck is this? I don't understand. And I was, I was kind of intimidated and I bailed out of it. And then, you know, six months later, I thought, you know, what? I just got to learn what this is. Everyone's talking about it. Dive in. And I just said, uh, I just forced myself to just scroll through. But as I was scrolling through, it got better and better. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? I can't get over it now. Now it's like, take it with bed me. I'm sorry to say, I'm kind of addicted. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but anyway, we've got some people that know what they're doing on a professional level, which is going to be awesome. This is what people sign up for. Let's introduce all of our wonderful guests here. Let's go with um, let's go with you first, Joel, as you first appear on screen. You're on mute here, by the way. I hope you know that. Um, <laughs> so unmute <laughs> yourself. Can you quickly introduce yourself, Joel? Who are you? What it is you do?
2: Yeah, my name, so name's Joe Loud, obviously you guys can see, I am a basically lead up the sales efforts at a uh, recruitment agency in Chicago called Hirewell, uh, we've got a number of different types of searches that we run, uh, you know, we've got six different groups that we focus on, and, um, and then I kind of work with our marketing team as well to really get our name out there on LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, uh, so experiment a lot on social media.
0: And you're a massive t- LinkedIn influencer, but you've also recently hit a hundred thousand followers on TikTok. I understand, so that's like a yeah. big achievement, man. That's, that's, that's massive. So, uh, massive. So well done. Like I'm, 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 I'm on two hundred and six, and at least three of them is my mother. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going too far there. Um, okay, let's let's introduce Sarah. Sarah, who are you? Can you quickly introduce yourself?
3: Yeah, hey everyone, so excited to be here. Uh, my name's Sarah, uh, I'm a part of AdWare sponsoring today's episode, and we do automated social recruitment marketing on social media, where TikTok is definitely one of the ones we're keeping a close eye on
0: yeah it'd be very interesting to know how it works from the ad sort of placement point of view because again that's something i'm sure it's a mystery to a lot of people out there um okay let's go with you mike mike great to see you So long time no see even though i watch your tiktoks all the time um can you <laughs> introduce yourself Who
4: are you, what it is you do yeah absolutely so my name is mike <clears throat> i'm in boston and i help companies either fix build or i coach their sales teams so helping people do that, I'm using TikTok as my primary distribution of content, and I've seen yeah, I'm at like eighty thousand and something followers in TikTok, <clears throat> and it's fifteen x my business year over year. So I'm happy to talk to everybody about it.
0: That's amazing. And and Mike, I'll, I'll go to you first because you were the first one that I first person that I knew knew personally. So I know obviously there's tons of, tons of people on TikTok that are amazing, etc. But you're the first person that actually knew pre-TikTok because obviously we met in Dubai, whenever it was, and we've been kind of friends since then. Um, and I just thought, okay, Mike's doing this. Uh, what, and then suddenly I realized, actually he, he's definitely doing this. He knows what he's doing. So can you tell yeah. us a little bit about your history with the platform and when did you kind of work out, okay, this is how I'm going to do it. And, and can you just quickly describe what it is you do that makes it a success for you?
4: Yeah, I'll be brief on it, too. So here's the deal. <clears throat> year and change ago, a friend of mine does boudoir photography, and she she posted on TikTok. It went viral, got like 800,000 views or whatever. And then she goes, I got all these leads from my photography business. And I was like, bullshit. I can do this better than you can. And I was like, just really competitive. So I was like, this is it. I'm going to take 30 days. I'm going to post. So I went to TikTok, and I just Googled like how to be good on TikTok on TikTok. found like a few things. I'm like, okay, cool. So hooks are a thing that matters. Got it. Walk around. That makes it better. Okay. And then I just found that there was in the sales community of people on TikTok, pretty much everyone's just doing funny content. And I'm like, I don't want to do funny content. I'm hilarious and everyone thinks I'm the best, but (laughs) I don't want to do funny content. Right. (laughs) So I was like, I'm going to stick to just giving people as much value as I possibly can. And I think that the marketing funnel, I've been saying this for years, I think the marketing funnel has changed from awareness, engagement, then they convert, and then they get value, that I think it's awareness, engagement, value, and it's only when they get value that they then convert whatever that conversion is, right? So I'm like, let me just stuff value down everybody's throat in my style. and need to work. And for me, um, I have found a few things and a few tips now, my friends or anybody else I know is like, okay, this is, I get it, I get it, I get it, I should do this of uh, things you could do to really make it successful, but, and, and I'm sure Joel, you would agree, and, and uh, Sarah, you as well, but a great hook, good content that's um, really brief, super actionable. Like they could take that tip or whatever you're doing and do it that moment. Um, and then some sort of call to action needed, not even needed necessarily, but just really quick tips that are that are digestible. And anybody I would say, Everybody I talk to about TikTok, I'm like, you don't have to do videos. 80% of my feed are just tweets, screenshotted, and text over some <laughs> bullshit, you know, video. And then you look, and there's like tens of thousands of people following them. So that's how I got started on it. But within the first 30 days, I got to call in, make 10 grand to sell something I didn't, you know, of course, I was faking it until I made it. And um since then now it's like a very steady increase in in leads but more importantly about two months in i adjusted to having some digital products and the digital products i've had now people are dr- driving to that to my digital products page and purchasing those items and the free ones and the drawing my newsletter and so i'm funneling them off TikTok so i can have a, a more community like you have here
0: Mm. That's amazing, man. Uh, listen, I've actually got some of your TikToks up here. So I'm going to take a risk and like share screen. I- I've actually done oh, oh, a <laughs> share screen here. Uh, okay. I'm going to share screen and I'm going to basically show some of Mike's TikTok. I'm going to randomly pick through them uh, and you can get some idea what we're talking about. So does anyone see here official
4: sales leadership things? Is that right?
0: Yeah. yeah let's official go. sales
4: leaderships, tips and then official sales tips is the bigger one, but yes.
0: Okay. So let's, let's go with some of these. I don't know how old these are, but we'll see. These
4: are new, but yeah. Uh, we can't hear it though
0: mate oh you can't hear the audio
4: no because no, the audio is going through your
0: headphones oh okay okay no worries looking Listen, good though i mean uh how do i do this click to close message i think it's like this is that right oh my god i hate doing this close video that's not right you know what i forgot how to unshare video don't worry folks you're gonna have this like pixelated view for I a little while G- until I.
4: audio to computer audio
0: uh, hang on. No, I know what I'll do is I'll click off the closed video. It actually show. it actually sort of takes, um, there we go. Uh, I can close that video. Can I, I think I can. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, cool. High risk Crowdcast, Please, <laughs> please fix the UX on this. Because I knew that was yeah. going to work. But it, you know, I, I blame myself.
4: I will say this. <laughs> so for any of you guys that don't follow me, basically on TikTok, all I do is as I'm dr- driving back home from dropping my kids off at daycare, I just open up my phone. I hold it up here and I'm just driving, safely driving. And then uh, I'll go, okay, what was I just talking to someone about? Okay. And I'll say, hey, there's three things everyone has to stop doing. Okay. 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 Then I'm like, the first thing is asking people if they still have 30 minutes for the meeting. This is a waste of time. Don't do that. Okay. The mm-hmm. second is uh, make sure that you're asking the next steps. Okay. And the third is stop telling people it's great chatting with you. Just say, I'm glad we're getting a chance to connect. And that's the video. So it takes me about thirty seconds to to do the video. And You're going straight just, to a
1: correctional facility if you try and do that in the UK.
4: I, oh, I'm definitely, I definitely <laughs> watching for 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 the coppers. And I know that if I ever get into an accident, I'm just going to snap my phone in half <laughs> because the insurance company will assume I'm on TikTok. But it, but but be, it takes me, you know, that much time. So I usually get like four or five videos on my way home. And then uh, on the couch while I'm watching TV, I just go through, add a couple captions, add, add some hashtags, um, and that's really it. And um, what I, I just pulled this year, like all the analytics. So last year I did 16 million views and I got 600 customers and I spent something like five or $6,000 total boosting posts because I was testing that out. And I oh, saw right. a huge, huge, huge increase in revenue and like followers and everything by mm-hmm. boosting posts. Um, like a thousand bucks would get me like a hundred thousand views. Yeah. Um, and then I looked at it in the end and it was like my cost per mill was basically four cents. And mm-hmm. my cost per customer was four minutes. So it's like, it That's was an hour crazy. and 10 minutes a week of work, which was just in between time that I was just driving. And then in the end I ended up getting all these customers, but more importantly and to, to, to the point of this podcast um, I'm I've, I've recruited like a half a dozen people from it. Um, because I get, get clients who say, "Mike, can you build my sales team?" Absolutely. I post on TikTok. Here's my job, and then I get awesome candidates who right, are also hold, like. Hold, dying hold, to work with hold
0: them, that, you know? hold that topic. We're going go to now. We're getting into the details. Direct recruiting a bit later, <laughs> but I think some <laughs> of those things that you shared there have been amazing, man. I mean, when you're talking about the ROI, it's ridiculous because when you, the, the, a lot of this stuff that you're, the content production is the stuff you're doing in between times. Um, so I it's think nothing, a lot of yeah. people, yeah, a lot of people think video is like you've got to be set up in studio. And pair, by the way, everyone
3: makes, is over engineering always. We, we, yeah, we don't do, do it that. Much. Don't do no. That. no, no.
0: It's authentic. authentic. The, the yeah. phone is there. That's what people want to get shoot the video, get it up there and get it out there. And you can do edits and, and you can do all the like studio production on the device itself and in app. So you're not even coming off the app. are you? You're just going straight through. So yeah. uh, that is one thing. I think most people would probably want to try and get out of this is that anybody with a smart device can do this. Um, and, actually and actually the, 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 the event- other,
4: if I could add to that though, if you're in zoom calls, there's a tool called cap cut and cap cut and TikTok, I think are like, either like owned or shared or they're somehow connected. So CapCut's free and you can just take your Zoom call, download it, upload it to CapCut, and it's like super easy to add any effects or whatever if you want. I don't do that that often, but that's what I'll be doing this year. But I just make sure that instead of editing the video, I just, if I if I mess up in that two seconds, I just like click, delete, do it again. And so there's no editing. I mean, the whole process of making a video yeah. takes me four minutes probably. Right, Mike, so, do so, you,
1: go on, go on, Mike. Do you put, do you post the content on YouTube as well, or just on TikTok?
4: So, what's great about uh, technology now is I post on TikTok, and there's a website called Repurpose.io. I think it's like ten bucks a month. So, I post on TikTok; it automatically uh, downloads it, removes the watermark, puts it in my Google Drive, post it to YouTube Shorts, Instagram Reels, Instagram, and <laughs> that's it. And then I had then I have a virtual assistant who. Um, downloads, who the who transcribes it. And then she posts that uh, on LinkedIn. So I post the one piece of content on TikTok, and then it goes to all the different platforms.
0: One man mm. marketing machine, please share the, <laughs> the link to that thing into the chat stream, Mike, whatever that is. That sounds amazing. Because basically, you can multi post on very low effort. That seems like a perfect thing. Sarah, I'm going to come to you in a sec, but I'm going to go to Joel, because uh, I think in terms of your creation style, different from Mike, but in some way similar, it's like, rapid fire, you know, two camera type of work. So uh, can you tell us a little bit about when was the moment that you kind of grokked
2: TikTok, Joel? I mean, was that, can you remember that, that point? Yeah. You know, I've, I've been on TikTok since 2019. Right. And so if you, you can't actually see any of those videos because a lot of it was just experimentation. So basically I heard from like, <laughs> which, is, which is, you know, which brand is brand killing is, videos, Joel, is that what you're saying? They were, they were like memes, you know, it's basically just testing out, like, how does the actual algorithm work? Because back in 2019, it was a lot of, like, kids dancing, right? And what we saw was as soon as, like, mainstream Instagrammers and, you know, personal coaches and these, like, kind of solopreneurs, as soon as they figured out that it could actually be used to drive sales, you see an exodus onto TikTok. I was on that before that, and I was just figuring out, like, how does this platform work? And to Mike's point, it's always, you got three seconds, right, to just capture people's attention. So you've got to get really good with copy, like short, quick messages, or you've got to get really quick with just a quick verbal hook. And so a lot of the same, you know, same on LinkedIn, right? It's the same thing. You've got that first sentence to capture someone's attention. Same on Twitter. It's, it's a lot of the same kind of concepts, but I think, you know, for me, it was the about two months ago where I went, I took a break off TikTok because LinkedIn was really hotting up. I kind of I just said, Hey, I don't have the bandwidth to create on TikTok, And so I took Mike's approach about two months ago and I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create eight videos a day because I just know how to create videos. I know how to do them really quickly and it's just value, value, value. And I started three different series. I did a LinkedIn news series where I would just look at LinkedIn articles and just talk about them from a recruiting perspective. Then I did a like things to never say to recruiters. So it hit the job seekers. And then I did like recruiting one-on-one because I figured, okay, the demographic might be younger. Maybe it's people who are looking for like information. So I started that way. And then occasionally I would hit on a trend, but really like what grew the following really quickly was I, as soon as I went viral with one trend, I learned this early on on TikTok Once you go, <laughs> once you go viral on a platform and I guess it's the same with LinkedIn, you got to double down on it if you want to grow the following what I'm trying to figure out from this point is how do I now start to leverage more of that value back in there? So it's kind of like to Mike's point, like if I was to approach it again from anyone who's out there, you don't want a hundred thousand followers. You don't need a hundred thousand followers. You probably need five to 10,000 quality people who are buyers or people that you're going to recruit same on LinkedIn, same on Twitter. It's all the same. You don't need <laughs> as much as you think. I think for me, Like in terms of building up the audience, like I'm just fascinated by like, how can you capture like mass attention? Same on LinkedIn. And so I've unfortunately gone Mike's, uh, the way that Mike said, like the humor perspective, that's what I've done. But I've also done that on LinkedIn. And then I, you know, I've got other, I do a podcast, for example. So it's like trying to just hit things on different angles. But I think if I was going to approach it now to take away the pressure, like from a recruiting perspective, I would focus on just like short, highly valuable Hitting your target audience, whether it's tech, healthcare, construction, and just speaking to those candidates. Um, you know, and because again, you don't want to be a clout chaser, which is kind of what I've become over the last two months. And, you know, we've got made some hires out of it, but it hasn't been, it's very hard to control on TikTok. Like it's, it's, it's a hard network to like kind of figure out.
0: Yeah, I I think, I mean, firstly, I don't think there's anything wrong with necessarily chasing clout uh, to a degree because you have to get there somewhere um you know to get it some sort of audience gives you a bit of momentum it means that your message can travel a little bit further than it might do otherwise i'm sure uh, everyone talks about sort of TikTok's algorithm but i think the principles are broadly the same compared to most things which is you you post something it will give it will distribute that to a sample of people uh if those people are all over it and they think it's amazing then it boosts it to another group of people and they keep boosting in that way very similar to going viral on any social media platform. That's how I think LinkedIn works. Uh, used to be how Facebook worked when people were still doing Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know how Twitter works these days in the musk era. I don't think it does work, but basically, <laughs> it's, you know, in terms
2: of it how viral- verified. I'm
0: like, Yeah, how to viralize something, right? So basically, Mm -hmm. um, it's about engagement. It's about sort of uh, whether the early sample gets into it. And what's interesting about TikTok is it's not always obvious that you can corral people to get into your video. It's got to almost be naturally good um, or you're relying on that early early three seconds, as you mentioned, to really make the most impact. Sarah, uh, so i will go to you in a sec, but Joel, I want you to try and go to the website and pull up some videos on TikTok. It might be on desktop. I want to see some of the, uh, I think people might be interested to see a little bit about the stuff you do Do it on your uh, sort of uh, computer and hopefully we'll get uh, an audio and there as well. As,
4: as he does that, something I'll just mention is I think a lot of people have been asking me, <clears throat> Hey, has TikTok changed in the last couple of months? And I'm sure Joel, you're seeing this too. And the answer is absolutely yes. Like, well, the one thing I'll say to, to your point, Joel, about the funny bit, it's you want to be about 80% value and about 20% funny. Because if you're not funny at all, it, you're no longer entertaining and everybody's kind of sick of just seeing like dad tell you bullshit, you know? <laughs> um, and then at the same time, TikTok is trying to push longer form content because as we all know, like everybody's just competing for attention so yeah. they can get you in here for more attention better. So they want, they're going to push longer form five minute videos so you
2: can do that as well. Well, and it goes back to that searchability point. Like I've seen a big change in like what they do is like, if you post a video and you see it on on your end, like after you posted a video, it will pull out like a keyword and it's weird how they assign it because like, I'll do some videos on, I might do a video on remote work, which is a topic I'm really, really passionate about, and it will pull out like data entry work from home jobs. And I I, sometimes I don't even know where they're getting the keywords from, but it's because people are then searching like work from home jobs. So that's that is really starting to impact the algorithm. And so long way how that plays out is if you have if you don't have relevant content for the search terms that people are having, it's going to work like SEO where it's just going to invalidate your videos. So it's like you have to be that's where the value comes in because if someone's searching how to do a resume and then every single one of your videos on how to do a resume is just a joke, then you're going to lose right. the SEO power. But that's it kind of like I think we're a little bit longer we was still not like yeah, at, that'll that. That'll be a little bit longer for yeah. sure.
0: Yeah. All right, all right. Let's let's not go too deep into this, folks. There's questions coming into the crowd on chat screen. Why don't you use the ask a question feature at the bottom of the screen? We're gonna go there at the end in order to make sure all of the uh, questions are centralized. If you're watching this on LinkedIn, you want to ask a question, just put it in comments. One of our guys are gonna pick that up and go. Uh, Sarah, sorry to keep you waiting on this. Um, uh, but I, I wanted to get your view on this because you're coming from a very unique perspective. I mean, I don't actually know whether you created or, on TikTok. I know you do a ton of stuff on Instagram as a personal uh, yeah. sort of. Uh, <laughs> the individual Uh, yeah as an individual and by the (laughs) way i'm jealous of your life um but um the (laughs) The dj wife life yeah the dj wife life indeed um but from a like a business perspective obviously a company like adway it will have an interest and an awareness okay this is an app that everyone's looking at the the, the daily actives are all over it how can we actually help companies put adverts in there honest quick question Are there any companies running ad campaigns, recruitment ad campaigns on TikTok? Oh yeah,
3: 100%, 100%. And that's why I think this conversation is so interesting because you guys come from the organic perspective, right? So you actually upload stuff. I come from the dark post <laughs> industry, where we actually work with the sponsored um, um, campaigns on TikTok, basically. And to your point, uh, Hang, since we're doing automated social recruitment marketing campaigns, like hundreds and thousands and millions of them on all the social media platforms. This is yet one of the platforms that we've been evaluating for years in order to actually see ROI for our customers here. So. We are adding machine learning to this. So we're not we're not manually doing any ads, we're not manually sponsoring anything. We have a software who knows exactly in what formats, concept, length, content strength um, that we should add, you know, um, our campaigns on to TikTok. But I have done some nice checks in our own system in terms of how the campaigns are performing. And of course there's, you know, um, we have to take things into consideration always. So TikTok is not the single best solution. I would always recommend a media mix because again, we're avatars on the internet. So we're everywhere. So it's not just about LinkedIn. It's not just about Facebook. It's not just about, so TikTok is one of them. You have to have, it's definitely Worth keeping a close eye on it because, as of you guys, Joel and and Mike were saying, we we are seeing a super high uh, ROI in impressions and the efficiency of TikTok when it comes to clicks. So, in comparison, I actually did a check here. TikTok is uh, like seventy five percent more cost efficient when it comes to clicks and sixty percent cheaper. So you can choose the target audience here in a different way, uh, and more specifically, you can say that this shows that the age between 18 and and 24 and 25 to 34 are both the most active. So it is really interesting to look in, you know, in ways of impression are are getting out here. But again, then we have to discuss the parts with the banning of the TikTok and the other, you know, different platforms coming. So there's challengers to TikTok that, you know, everyone has to keep an eye on as well. That's really, you know, coming up. but yeah, from um... let,
0: let, let's talk firstly on that demographic slice. Uh, you're saying that because I'm not sure if anybody out there like specifically goes with sort of age stratified targeting. I'm sure they do for certain types of roles and what have you. Uh, but you're saying the, the, the two demographics, 18, 25, which we might predict as being the most sort of active uh, and then followed by the, the cohort above that, which is what again, 26 to 35, I guess.
3: Yeah, so nearly half of the adults between 18 and 29 have a TikTok account, while only 30% are on LinkedIn. So that's really interesting in that comparison. And uh, 60% of the TikTok users are Gen Zs, and 30, 40 actually are Millennials. So um, that's interesting as well. And when it comes to the ads, TikTok reached like in. Eighteen ish, nineteen percent of the internet users who are above eighteen, and that figure translates into eight hundred eighty-five million users. So, in terms of reach, again, this is really, really impactful.
0: Yeah, Um, yeah, I I can I can totally imagine. Let's say I know everyone watching this is generally more of a LinkedIn, you know, white collar knowledge worker recruited uh, generally speaking but you know what so much recruitment is actually like we were talking about earlier adam you know nurses trade people oh, uh, yeah. drivers logistics folks people that aren't sitting in front of computers they're much more likely to be on tiktok than they are 100%. on linkedin Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know, I mean, it's a good question. Actually, do you who who has LinkedIn on their mobile device? I guarantee you, only recruiters have this. Right? <laughs> only recruiters and salespeople have this. Um, normal human beings yeah. do not have LinkedIn downloaded on the mobile. Um, we are aberrant human beings in this regard um a normal human being will be on uh, using the phone for entertainment purposes yeah. that is instagram snapchat linkedin stuff that yeah. you know, communication entertainment type stuff so if you want to attract those folks then actually you need to think about te- sort of tooling and technology This and type.
3: i mean to the point so our um idea is of course to build you know a candidate attraction journey like build this hansel and greta story experience on all the social media platforms so the ones that actually do have linkedin all of them have other channels basically so and again linkedin and you know sponsoring content on linkedin is a bit i uh, wouldn't say the most efficient on all on all platforms so again the ones that have linkedin definitely has other channels so yeah, again the media mix is it comes down to the media mix
0: can you tell me how uh, can you tell me anything about the the sort of ad uh, content itself that seems to be effective um uh, uh sarah because uh you know you you could do just a screenshot right as Matt, mike, mike was saying you yeah just put a screenshot put some music in it and that's like kind of an easy easy bit of content mm-hmm. or is the video better like get your hiring manager to do a video and stick it up there or do you get the, the person out of there do something else like do you have a sense as to what works on recruit for yeah, recruiting purposes
3: sense is really good because again we do yeah, motion ads and we can generate like from your corporate id all your branding materials that you know that way we generate um, uh, materials basically content that works on the platform but basically the platform is built on authenticity. so if you don't over engineer anything and make sure you can actually just use a ring light use a phone you know recording 4k and just get your people in front of that camera that's the best possible way in a 30 second situation you know to make an appealing ad so definitely the authenticity
0: Uh, Open question to everybody. One of the things I've seen on TikTok that was maybe pioneered on there, actually, which has turned into one of the the content types that was super, super popular, was all of these day-in-the-life-of-type Type videos, So you had people of all kinds of walks of life saying, hey, I'm going to give you a day in the life. And it's them oh, yeah. brushing their teeth, walking yeah. out into the office. And there's a little bit of a flavor is what that is. And I looked at that and thought, wow, straight away, that's some employer branding stuff. Like, is any any company actually encouraging their staff to do this? Or, you know, uh, have we got any evidence that this is working for companies that have thought about, you know, what? I want our employees to talk about their jobs in this way? Um, Any uh, insight on this? Any experience? Any thoughts? I'll open it up to everyone here.
4: So I'll I'll jump in to say that I I will say I've seen so many companies try to post on TikTok and it doesn't work. Because (laughs) the second that you see a company's name, you're like, this is not real. You're obviously you're faking this content for me. So it has to be like, there are people that I'm following who I'm like, I love their content. And then I check every week or two. I'm like, how many thousand followers they have been doing this for like a year? What the hell's going on? So that's the first thing. The second thing is I think that we need to think differently about employer branding. The people that I'm getting, the reason I'm able to pull people off TikTok from a recruiting standpoint, isn't because I'm like the employer that you're going to work for has this incredible brand and this awesome environment. And we treat employees great. It's that I talk about like my, one of my viral videos was how I do one-on-ones and how I, and and what I think you should do with, with employees who aren't the top performers. And they're like, yes, like that is a direct thing. I want to work for you. You get it. So I think if you think about employer branding as like the more tactical things about like management and like your day-to-day and not like the company, you'll see a bigger return or at least I have so far.
0: Very interesting. Sarah, thanks for sharing some of these case studies. By the way, folks, have a look at sort of what Sarah's shared in the chat stream there. Amazing, some uh, some, some some really interesting case studies. Maybe we should be bringing some of these folks on. Uh, Modiara, thank you so much for commenting on there. I had no idea you have been using this. I'd bring you on otherwise. We need to bring you back, obviously, for uh, another uh, uh, show. Um, listen, uh, we always do this a quick mini break. We always do this at every single sort of Brave Food Live on air. The reason why is because we do need to come off air. We can't stay on here forever. We're going to have to get off, get off in about 10, 15 minutes or so. It would be a terrible shame um, if the people watching this were unable to have a conversation and continue this conversation onwards. So why don't we take a moment, take your LinkedIn URL or your TikTok URL if you prefer, and stick it into the chat stream on, on Crowdcast. And if you're watching this on LinkedIn, stick your LinkedIn URL into the comment thread on LinkedIn, and then connect with everyone who's also done the same. There's about 300 people watching this. So if 10% of people did that, you're gonna walk away with like 30, 40 different uh, sort of new connections that are interested in this topic, typically are working in recruiting and are interested in EB and interesting in TikTok. No reason why you can't do that and expand your network as well. We know by the way, um, you know, the 2023 is not gonna be an easy year for anybody, whether you're in recruitment marketing, recruitment technology or recruiting uh, sort of full stop. Um, the stronger the network you have, the more resilient and robust your situation is going to be. That's going to be, just, I, I'm prepared to say, that's a flat rule. So go ahead, uh, share your LinkedIn URL and just connect with everyone who's there. Everyone who's done this has basically tacit agreed, has consented to your LinkedIn invite. Don't even write a message, just call call Connect. Um, all right, uh, let's hey, get one, on with one,
2: my... one quick thing real go quick ahead, I did a, I did have a case study and you guys can look this up. Um, if you look up James Hornick and Joel Algy. I had, a, I had a viral, one of my first viral videos, I think it got like 2 million views. That's crazy. We had I had to turn off the Hirewell link because we had too many people <laughs> applying through the website. And obviously it's the same with like posting a job, right? Like you post a job, you get people that apply to it and a small amount of those people are able to help. But, you know, if I, I can pull up my LinkedIn stats for anybody to see, <laughs> my views on LinkedIn have gone up. My views on my link tree have gone up. So it's definitely a viable way to, to reach people. It's just trying to know how to like reach the right people with it, which I think is, is a challenge, but check out blind recruiting too. Blind recruiting has done a really great job. They've got like uh, they found a lot of like tech influencers and I, I don't know if you guys know blind, but it's like that tech community where, you know, you can share stories and you have to have a verified, you know, email address from a tech company, they, they do a lot of influencer marketing on there <clears throat> with tech influencers. And I think they're going to be a big competitor to, uh, to LinkedIn as time goes by because they're, yeah. they're driving so much traffic with that. And I think that's something that employers, to Mike's point, they've got to look at like how can we use like names and people who are already established on the platform. This year, you know?
0: my first prediction of 2023 was that influencer marketing was going to come to recruiting, and people were saying yeah, shit, whatever. Um, but here, <laughs> You're here's the my influencer. Th- no, but here's my theory. Here's my theory. Is that I think that people with an audience uh, of of the type of individuals you want to recruit, I think they would be tapped up to say, you know what, I want you on screen talking to my hiring manager about what the job requirement is, and then or, like for instance, Mike, you, a lot of salespeople follow you because you do sales, sales tips, etc. Uh, if if he's got forty thousand, eighty thousand salespeople following him. He's an influencer in sales. I and I'm recruiting a sales team. I would want Mike to be in front of me on camera talking about my sales team and why it's going to be amazing because all of the people follow Mike are going to watch that video, and that's better than any advert I'm going to sell. So that's what I mean about influencer marketing coming to recruiting. Go on, Adam. Can I, yeah, just
1: just add something in the sort of that is bolted onto that? I think that one of the things that employers should be doing, and I've said this for at least 10 years now is making their hiring managers famous yeah Yeah. is making their hiring managers the influencers so that if I'm working in procurement for example and I'm seeing on whatever channel it might be Sarah Brown who's like head of procurement at that organization and she's regularly posting stuff about procurement tips how to be better at your career in procurement what's the hot topics and things that people need to know about and then when Sarah's recruiter contacts me and says, Hey, do you want to work with Sarah? And I go, damn right. I want to work with Sarah. Yeah. 100%. Why aren't we doing this? I've been saying mm-hmm. this for a long, long time. Why is? I, think, I think the
2: chat, the challenge with it is, it's like from a hiring manager's point of view, I think that number one, that focused on doing the job and, you know, it's trying to get a hiring manager to do a 30 second video on like describing the job is hard enough. Yeah. And I think it takes a certain person because I think on social media, this is a part which I don't think gets talked about a lot. I honestly don't think everybody can do social media. I think everyone can like jump on there and do a video, but I think to a certain point, you've gotta kind of be able to create a persona and you've Mm -hmm. gotta be really consistent, okay? It's just the idea of like, I am never gonna have a six pack because I don't have the discipline to hit the gym every day and eat healthy in that way. Could I do it? Yes, but it's just not, I'm not wired that way. And I think with social media, this is the part which is a challenge. Like number one, you gotta wanna put yourself out there You've got to be ready for people to just come on and like hate on you. And number three, it's like, you've got to be really consistent and like kind of, you almost have to build a persona at the end of the day. You have to have like this online. I I agree with this.
1: I agree with this. One, one important thing though, is I think as a community, we need to be putting pressure on these people because what you started by saying there was they're too busy doing their job to, to post a video. Well, hiring is their job if they're a manager. Yeah. So, you know, and and the imp- the effectiveness of their team is based on the number of number of good people they've got in their team. That's the that's what they're measured on. So right. we need to be amplifying this as a concept sure. to them. That yeah. They have to download Talk well do in it.
3: numbers. Talk in numbers to them and they'll we understand. Have to be funny. Like hit rate.
2: Yeah. Anything. You got you gotta think like as a yeah. recruiter, we all know like the hardest thing to do is to get a hiring manager down and talk about the job and like do debriefs. And we struggle with that. So that's what I'm not I'm I'm agreeing with you hundred percent. I'm just saying that, like, we struggle to get people to do like debriefs and job intakes. It's already a challenge to then say, well, what do you want to put yourself online? What if they go, you know what, like, I just I don't I don't feel comfortable with it. Then what do you do? You know that I guess that's the challenge with it. You do an
0: avatar. Yeah, we could do it with the yeah. digital avatar. Get the guy in that <laughs> suit like I was talking about earlier. All right, yeah. you don't want to be you. Yeah. You can be the digital do the script, script, do the avatar. Just yeah. Go ahead, get, get him in that suit. No, no but I, Adam, I think you're right, and Joel, I think you're both right. It's hard, and Sam has yeah. also mentioned in the chat there as well. Some people just don't inherently want to do it. I get that. But if you're a hiring manager, I think it's a component of the job. And if you're a recruitment, you're a recruiter for that hiring manager. I wonder whether you could even like encourage it by varying your your supply terms in some way to say, look, we know it works a lot better if you're on camera for thirty seconds. Um, we can deliver the candidates at this sort of time frame if you can give us this thirty seconds, or it's going to take two extra yeah. weeks. And then the guy's gonna say, "Yeah, give me the camera." So, uh, okay, listen, we're running out of time. We have to go to the questions because we are—we've uh, got eight of them here. I'm gonna just blast through them. Last call for questions, folks. If you have any, please ask them now. Otherwise, forever hold your peace. Um, we've got like a, it's on—it's on a vote order. So, okay, a bit of democracy, fantastic. Um, we've got a uh, Megan Newbury. And uh, Megan saying, interested to here. If you're actually referring." Uh, to sourcing finding candidates on TikTok, or is this more like employer branding or building awareness? In other words, sourcing candidates—is that possible? Yes, no on TikTok. Yeah.
2: One hundred percent, yes.
0: Yeah. How do you source candidates? I'm,
2: I'm going to say I'm going to say no on this. I think it works like a job application where you put the job out and it, it's a, it's a funnel. Sure, it's fair not, enough. You're not you're not going in there and searching Boolean on people because then you're no, you No, you're, no, no, like, you're yeah, not
3: yeah, Boolean. No, no, sure,
2: sure.
1: Okay, so it's more, it's more but you could piece. you could in a if, i mean in a, in a in a thread of comments you can absolutely say hey sarah you you're absolutely brilliant can i talk to you about a job i mean yeah yes. you could do that yeah you could get yeah. but
2: that, but then that's like you could do that on reddit you could do that on twitter you can do that anywhere It's just you can source on there but the well, hard I thing do. is always profiles like how do you oh yeah, you oh, yeah. when they're avatars like, it, it is hard
0: <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's, it's profile light, um, yeah. folks. We're gonna have to go quickly on this. Um, so, okay, Tyler Russ is saying, if your company is not pro TikTok, how have you persuaded your leadership to buy into your presence on TikTok? Have you even done that, Joe? Let's go to you uh, on this because you are actually working for a company, but it seems that you've just gone ahead and done this. Like, how, did you have a conversation upstairs, or did, uh, how did how did this happen?
2: I just I work for a company. I mean, Hirewell. If you guys follow anyone from Hirewell, we just all of us produce content as a team. So we've got content meetings. So they were 100% on board with it. I've got support from leadership. you got to get the buy-in from leadership always, and I've got buy-in from leadership.
0: What was the technique to persuade them if they were hesitant, Joel? Have you got any tips there?
2: I mean, you try and get – you know – try and get results on it and show them that it, show them that it works. Hey, that's, that's show, the way.
0: Th- show them this video, Tyler. Show them this video. Show them the recording of this crowdcast and you'll be blown away, blown show away. Show them It'll the money. Like Im- immediately signing up. Uh, okay, we've got Elena. Elena say, okay, how to make one's EB content on TikTok more, more visible, tools to check best hashtags on TikTok. So I think Funny. Elena's talking about off-platform tools. Is there, is there like an ecosystem of stuff that you can use to search like stuff on TikTok or is it pretty closed off? Well, when you, you can definitely hashtags. search,
4: yeah. Oh, go ahead. You can search hashtags. And honestly, if you Google like TikTok search, there's about 10,000 things uh, to, to see like who's doing well and what they're doing well. BuzzLytics is one where you can see like all the time stats in somebody and see their top videos. Uh, so if you want to get into TikTok and you're like, uh, I'll just go find someone who's like, I'll just go to TikTok and search recruiter. See the top recruiter, go to BuzzLytics. You'll see all their top videos, all their top hashtags, all their top sounds.
0: Can you share the link to BuzzLytics in the chat stream there, Mike? That's yep. really, really useful. Okay, cool. Let's keep going. We've got Gemma. Gemma's saying, okay, how do you hire from your TikToks? Do you message people through the platform or do they reach out to you seeing having seen your TikToks uh, and made them apply? I guess, I mean, it, 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 there's a couple of guys, people on the screen here that would answer that. How do you hire from TikToks?
2: Um, get, a, get a link tree, put your link, LinkedIn on there, and then on your bio, say, if you want more about my jobs, connect with me on LinkedIn. That's what I cool. do. Cool. So it's yeah, redirect,
0: yeah, EB okay. and redirect. Sarah, go ahead. You're going to say something?
3: I'd say automated uh, campaigns, basically. So it's, mm. a, it's a way to combine the com- you know, the original, the um, organic and the sponsored way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So it, it seems that direct interaction is probably not the most efficient way, even though you can imagine it can Wouldn't be done. say. No. Um, no, it's a
3: long-term, the organic part. Long-term, 100% should be just to show, you know, utilize the, the platform. But I'd say get started easily. When you know working data driven, not put yep.
0: your hands in there, let the data speak to yep. you. Yeah, fantastic, folks. We are running a totally out of question uh, time, so we don't have time out to question everything. We are, uh, we are We're out of running questions. Uh, we've got loads of questions coming in, but that is it. Um, listen, folks, um, I hope you've enjoyed the show. We're going to keep talking about sort of different ways to recruit in different platforms. Um, I just want to take a moment to thank sort of our amazing panelists uh, for coming on and sharing their know-how. Um, if you're not following them on TikTok, it might be actually a good good idea to do that um, because it'll tell you a little bit about how that all works. Um, and we'll uh, we'll pick it up from there. So and by the way, folks, we also know about the politics of it. We also know that potentially things could, could immediately shift off. Uh, so that's something to keep aware of. But I'm assuming if things do move on to something like YouTube Shores or so back into Instagram, maybe it revives it also we've seen twitter think about okay let's do video there so i think a lot of the ideologies or a lot of the techniques are probably going to be applicable to basically mobile short video um that's basically what we're talking about It is motion ads motion ads is everything yeah motion it's mobile short video people are going to consume this on the phone and they're going to see it on the phone so um sorry you're going to build it on the phone they're going to see it on the phone that's the mentality we have to have and i think recruiters is generally still locked into desktop and actually that's not the majority of the people on the planet okay uh thank you so much to our guests uh let's say uh goodbye uh, to joel lalgie joel great to see you man we'll, we'll catch she, yes. up soon uh yes. thank you mike manzi for joining us um uh, great to see you we'll catch up soon uh my friend um and sarah thank you so much for joining us also great to see you thank uh, you on the show we'll get you back no doubt
3: have a great day bye
0: Cool, cool, Um, that was excellent, wasn't it? Um, How interesting, Um, how interesting was that? Um... There's there's just an evolution, isn't it? I mean,
1: like, you know, you got two slightly older chaps like you and me, who, uh, you know, in, in 10 years, are we going to know anything about like what is the latest channel? You probably will. I might. Um, but that's because we're both kind of interested in this stuff. But like, are most people going to? Dunno. Like, it's the, the evolution. I mean, TikTok is not going to be the hot new thing in 10 years. In 10 it, it it will not. It'll be
0: it's very there's very few of these channels are going to be enduring. Well, none of them are. Um, you know, you, you look even you look you look at very realistically, if we would sort of teleported back three years ago and said Face- no one would be pay- like Facebook would be totally irrelevant, we- we'd be saying what the heck are you talking about? It's like well, it's, it's but stuff. it's
1: not. I mean, it's not it's not irrelevant for people of our age. For people of our age, it's,
0: it's still the number one
1: channel. Uh, but it but it it's going to die in, out
0: with us. Yeah, there's no doubt, and I think it's generational as well because every generation doesn't want to follow the generation above. As soon as your parents are on it, the last thing you want to do. I, th- I think what killed Facebook is not. Not so much the, the the kind of rulings on the ads and the changes of the algorithms and so on, but also the 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 kind of intrusion of the parents into the platform where the kids were drove the kids away. It's of like course. going to a, going to the club and your dad's there. Like, mate, you're you're gone. You know what I mean? It's like however, you're laughing around there. However, I do wonder about the
1: nostalgia element of it, right? So, I mean, the hot trend right now for music and clothes and stuff like the fashion and stuff like that is like 2000s it's like early 2000s all of that is almost exactly 25 years like later like whatever's happening right now in 2023 by 2048 it's all going to be in fashion again and it's all cyclical like that i wonder if that happens with social networks we don't
0: know yet Uh, i don't think so i don't see any i haven't seen a single social network revive having died it's very i think uh, twitter might be the only one that's kind of bounced up and down a little bit um most of them have gone like this they've peaked and then they've just either slowly slid away and then crashed or they've just gone i I don't know a single thing that's actually been able to bounce back and reinvent uh because the original people that loved it your reinvention they're going to hate so you're going to have to reacquire a whole new bunch of people and you're starting from zero um, In fact, Joel's just said that MySpace. I mean, I, honestly,
1: yes. I, I MySpace was brilliant. Um, I, I'm gobsmacked that I, I was gobsmacked at the time that it just died, died a death, and then that it has never
0: reemerged. It, it, Facebook killed it simply by being more standard. I mean, if you remember MySpace, it was it was interesting, but because every single page it was edgy though. It was edgy. It was interesting. Every single page was different, but that was just a cascade of uh, of sort of. Uh, 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 of sensations to your brain. You have to to work out the, the, the information architecture on every new profile. Whereas what Facebook did really smart was to have a standard profile. Obviously the information changed because the person was different. Um, and once everyone's friends are on there, boom, it was all done. So, so yeah, we we'll what wait and see whether the next thing is, but right now it is TikTok. I think there's be real as well happening in the U S, which is a little bit more authenticity. I think real time might happen. I think gaming might take over as well at some point. Uh, so there's tons of stuff that's happening. Um, but I think that the, me- the message is, I think for people who might still be watching is that you've just got to embrace this kind of the technologies a little bit, understand where the communications are. And if you're recruiting... Um you know th- this is a potential advantage for you um and not to say you need to be on any of these platforms but you know what once upon a time people said this of the internet um I'm old enough to remember how internet be- was moved from fad to essential um and really uh it's one of those where the advantage was there for the people who were able to embrace it um anyway that's it so um uh, uh chat gpt talk about the next new thing that's happening next week folks so make sure you sign up for the follow the channel and uh register for that we'll have another amazing show for you um and uh, we'll pick it up from there the, the show that oh. i was actually prepped for today <laughs> mate what's the prep for i know you've been looking at it um so <laughs> yeah i did a bit of uh i did
1: a i did a bit of i did a bit of like a bit more research into like what are all these things people are talking about—it's use cases for—and some of them, I'm just going. That's absolute nonsense. It's not—it's not good use for that. In fact, not only is it not a good use for that, it can't even do that. And then right. that one—that S- one—is great, but it's no better than Google.
0: Save your skepticism to, for, for next week. Um, and oh we'll no, I'm not.
1: From I, I am not. A, I'm not a skeptic. I'm a skeptic about some of the nonsense I'm seeing. What people are are talking about, but I'm not a skeptic of the actual facility itself.
0: What, what's uh, happening next week as well we've got a lot, a lot of tech people in um that are going to help talk about how they've integrated chat gbt into their systems so, so it's, it's been a roadmap shifter for a lot of companies um so we should have a um i think bill fisher avonk is coming in um i think um i might even get nikos from workable um there could be some other sort of younger startup founders that are coming on as well so the way i see it is we're going to have a bunch of recruiters going to talk about their application now and then a bunch of tech people say okay we've done this um and then we'll see how that goes
1: are we going to talk about anything to do with like the other open ai services like um, dali and jukebox and codex Uh, and stuff or is it purely chat gpt
0: there's no need to isolate it but i think it's one of those topics big enough to it'll it'll bleed enough time for us i mean we're already whatever so it's well late all right listen i've got to go man yeah i'll see you later adam All right, folks, that's it. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for watching.